Father, we thank you, Lord, for this word today, God. We thank you, Lord, that you're moving in this land, Father. And we thank you, Lord, that you have not given up on America, God, despite the false doctrine, Lord, despite the false prophets, Lord, despite all the, the darkness, Lord, that's increasing, Lord. You have not given up on this land. You have not given up on this, uh, on this, on this state, on this area here, Lord, on this region, Father. And I thank you, Lord, you're still releasing words, Lord. You're still releasing oracles, Lord. Even though not every place and, and even just like minuscule places around the world are really releasing the real word of God, Lord, you're still talking, God, because there's still a remnant that hasn't bowed their knee to Baal, God. And I thank you, Lord, that we receive in this house, Father, that you would multiply the fruit in our heart, God, because we have not been ordained to receive an ordination slip that says we're ordained to do this or that. We've been ordained, Father, to bear fruit. We've been ordained to, be, to, to do everything that Jesus did and even and multiple of it, God. That's the multiplication that I want is multiplication of what Jesus did in my life. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord. Let's breathe on this, Father. And this message is called, uh, uh, Follow Me. Follow Me. Rich young, rich young ruler, one thing you lack. Sell all that you have, give to the poor, and follow me. Matthew and Levi, leave the tax booth and, fo and come follow me. Philip and Nathaniel, come follow me. Peter and Simon, leave your fisher's net and come follow me. James and John, Leave your boats and your nets and come follow me. Follow me and let the dead bury the dead. See, it seems like a theme that was going, and, and I just want to say something real quick, is because every time you mention in the churches in America everything that Jesus said, it's like, oh, but that was Old Testament. Oh, but that was before the blood of Christ. But people don't even realize what Jesus, one of Jesus' main purpose, not only to go to the cross, but his main purpose was to preach the gospel to the world. He, everything he said was the gospel. It wasn't Jesus preached and it was just for that time. It was he preached the gospel and that is our foundation. And that's why everybody wants to ignore the red lettering. Everybody wants to push away what Jesus said and now they want to follow Paul and they practically want to, want to worship Paul more than Jesus. But that is, that's actually going to leave you in false doctrine. Because Paul's foundation was based off of Jesus' foundation. And if we don't base our found, foundation off of the, the, the foundation that Jesus laid, we're not living and we're not going by the gospel. And, every, and it seems like Jesus had a theme throughout all the gospels. Follow me. He said, I, I'm pretty sure, I'm sure I missed some of them. I tried to find as many as I could <laughs> of the ones he said follow. I know there was more, but just the basic, one, basic ones. And he said, if you want to be my disciple, you have to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. If you want to be his disciple. He, didn't say, he wasn't saying it to just them. He's saying anybody in general, if they want to be my disciple, we want everybody to be his, everybody in, 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 in the world wants to be his disciple, but they don't know Discipling is not a program. Discipling is not just, oh, follow these guidelines or just remember these things. 
Discipling is following him. It's following him in spirit and in truth. And the word that he's, he's laying today, not just then, but even today out of his mouth and, and the spirit that is, is moving and going forth, we need to follow. That is the, is the essential of our faith. And, I'm, and, and God gave me this message today because people, there's so many things of what does the gospel really mean? What is the gospel really telling us to do? And, and, this, and we get all these ideas, okay, the gospel is really just a man laid down his life and so I can go to heaven. A man, a, the gospel is really just like, okay, the man gave his blood so that I can follow a bunch of rules. The gospel is really like this and that. The gospel is this, it's so I can grow my business, so I can do this. No, Jesus laid down his life so that we can follow him. Luke 9, 57 through 58. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go, Jesus. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. Luke 9, 61 through 62. This is all in the same chapter. Another also said, and this is, this is God's, this is not in the Bible just to be in the Bible. This is in the Bible to show you that this is what Jesus wants is us, for us to follow him. And there's, and this is the, and it, there's a, a big cost to do it. Another also said, I will follow you, Lord. But first, permit me to say goodbye to those at home. But Jesus had said to him, no one, after putting his hand to the plow, looking back, is fit for the kingdom. And this is why many people do not want to preach this message in their churches because if they preach this message of following Jesus, I'm talking about following, because many people talk about following Jesus. Hillsong will preach about following Jesus, but it's just like a Facebook thing. Like, I'm not saying literally Facebook, but like, oh, I'm a follower of him, meaning like, I, 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 you know, I, I go by his, some of the words he said. I love him. I love his name. And, you know, bless him. I follow him. I'm, I'm, I'm meaning I'm a liker of him. I, I, I follow him in the sense of I like Jesus, he's my friend, but that's as far as they go. But following him is a whole nother, is, he's talking about for real, following him in the spirit. Actually, he's released his spirit. We're going to get into it later. He's released his spirit, which the spirit, Jesus, okay, someone said two weeks ago that the Holy Spirit isn't Jesus, but that's why they're so religious because they don't know that Jesus is amongst us because He is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the man, the body that was here was, was the Holy Spirit's, the flesh of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He was the real, our, our real person is our inner man. So if Jesus' inner man was the Holy Spirit, then who was Jesus really? He was the Holy Spirit breathed into, into flesh. And so how can we separate? Because God the Father, Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit are a threefold being. They're not three in the sense that they're three different people. They're three in the sense that they're three different parts. They're three different. Is, there's the, we, have the, our, we, we have our parts. We have our flesh. We have our, our spirit. We have our soul. Three different parts of us. And God has three different parts. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. But they're all one. And it's not like, oh, I'm following Jesus and He's up there. No. Now He's given us His Spirit so that we can still follow Him after the fact of the cross. It wasn't, following Him wasn't just for those that were before Christ, or, or sorry, before the cross. 
following him was a general statement for anybody that wants to come after him. And nobody wants to preach this message because it's, gonna, it's going to require people because when the Holy Ghost comes into your life and he wants you to follow him, and I want to say something else too, it don't matter, I don't care if you, it doesn't matter really. Okay, the Holy Ghost is important, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but the Holy, God only gives you his spirit so that you can follow his spirit. His spirit doesn't mean, okay, that's it, you're going to heaven, that's it, you're a Christ, you're, you're a Christ-filled believer, you're good, I don't have to worry about you. No. Okay, when, yeah, you got the Holy Spirit, but when you got, get the Holy Spirit, are you going to follow him? Are you going to go by his leading? Because he's only, the Holy Spirit is only in you to, so that you can follow him, so that he can lead you onto the life-giving water that God has for you, so that he can lead you, lead you to the destiny. And this is how we endure to the end, by following the Spirit of God till the end. This is, and this is what everybody makes faith about. Oh, just hold, just hold on to your faith till the end. And yes, essentially we do have to hold on to our faith, but our faith, we're, we're having faith because we're by following Him. We're, our faith is based off of following the Spirit of God every day. It's not, okay, my faith is just this. It's just Jesus died on the cross and that's it. And as long as I believe that, I'm going to heaven. No, believing does not get you in heaven. Believing gets you. And, and when Jesus said about eternal life, when he said that, oh, uh, whoever, whoever comes on to me, whoever believes in me will have eternal life. When he says eternal life, it wasn't life after death he's talking about. He's actually talking, he is talking about that, but really what he's talking about is eternal life right now, even on this earth. He's talking about, he's talk, eternal life is, is, is your life given to God forever, and forever includes right now. Eternal life, when we talk about eternal life, it's not after you die, that's part of it, but eternal life is right now, meaning now my, my life is secure in Him as long as I stay with Him. Because following Him is going to require, require you a cost, and that's why no one wants to preach this, because when the Holy Spirit comes and you have to follow Him, it's going to require you to do a lot of things that you don't want to do. It's going to require you to give up some things that you don't want to give up. And that's why people are always quenching the Spirit of God in their church because they don't want to do the things that, that it's requiring. And then because they, they, they quench the Spirit, but they, don't, they love the Spirit at the same time, so they make up their own Spirit and they call it the Holy Spirit. If any man serve me, let him follow me. You heard that? If any man serve me. So you want to be a servant. You want to be a servant of all. You want to serve God then you follow Him. Serving is not just, you know, doing a list of duties. It's following Jesus. It's following the Spirit that He gave you. His Spirit. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there also shall he be. Where, this is the essential of the gospel, is that, that we would be, that where God is, we would be. That where He's going, we would go. The blood of Jesus and everything He did on the cross was so that He can open the door. Our, our believing on the cross is so that we can open the door to be able to follow Jesus because before, if without the cross, without the blood, we can't follow Him because our flesh will have unholy power over us. So we give our life, we put ourselves on the cross so that our flesh won't get in our way and now we can rightly follow God without the devil throwing us off. There also shall my servant be. And if any man serve me, him... 
will my father honor? So what did it say to serve him was to follow him. And if you follow him, the father will honor you. The father will exalt you. The, the father will give life-giving water, will, give, will release power in your life. John 8, 12. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world, and whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Will never walk in darkness. So why are you in darkness? Why are you in offense? Why are you getting jealous? Why are you? Because you're not following him. Oh, one day you're good, and then the next day you're something. Now you're being attacked. What happened? Because you're not following him. Because you stop following him. It's a daily life. It's it's a daily thing of giving your life. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Romans 12.1 Which is your reasonable service. So your reasonable service is to follow Him, is to give your life. This is what it's going to require to follow Him, is to give, is to be a living sacrifice. And if, you're, and if the gospel that you're following, if the gospel that you're preaching is not about being a living sacrifice, then it's a false gospel. And that's why no one wants to, and that's, that's, this, is the, this is the whole thing of faith is he opened the door so that we can be a pleasing sacrifice. It's not now you're saved because, and you're going to heaven. It's no, it's, first of all, let's get salvation right, okay? Salvation isn't just, okay, you said the prayer, okay, you gave your life one day or, you, or this or that. Salvation is Jesus himself. Salvation isn't a thing. Salvation is a man. And when I stick with that man, I'm living in my salvation. But when I depart myself from that man, I'm departing myself from that salvation. Salvation is in heaven. Salvation is with him. Because if God is heaven, then I better be with God if I want to go to heaven. And if I want to go be with, if I'm with God, I am living and I am breathing and I am going going through the, the, the bowels of my salvation. He is, it says, it actually says it in the Word, that He is your salvation. So I'm, I'm done hearing this stuff. Well, I, I, I have my salvation. I, I'm saved. Yeah, well, are you following Him? Well, then I don't see your salvation. Because my salvation is when I wake up every day and I give every breath to Him. And it's uh, Deuteronomy 28.1. And it shall come to pass, if thou hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, if thou, how many people are hearkening diligently every day to the voice of the Lord? How many are giving themselves to the voice of God, to the word of God proceeding from the throne, from his mouth to your heart? How many are really giving themselves to that every day? Because if the t that's, what, that's what the blood of Jesus opened the door for us, so that you can give yourself to the voice of to the, to the word of God coming out of his mouth every day. Everything he spoke, everything he did was to open the door so that you can live for him now, not just in the flesh, but in the spirit. So that you can, so that you can follow him in the spirit, so that you can have this, this oneness with him that you can't even have with a wife or a husband. <clears throat> Matthew 19, 27 through 30. 
Then Peter said to him, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. What then will there be for us? And Jesus said to them, Truly I say to you that you who have followed me in the regeneration, in the, he, so he's saying, okay, you followed me, Peter, but what is the regeneration? The regeneration. It's talking about after the cross. It's talking about now when I, when, okay, okay, you're following me now, Peter, but when I come to you in spirit, then are you going to follow me? The regeneration. He said, let me say it again. Truly I say to you that you who have followed me in the regeneration. So he's talking about after the cross. Because right now he wasn't regenerated. He didn't die yet and come back and then release his spirit. When the Son of Man will sit on his glorious throne, you shall also sit upon the twelve thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has left houses, brothers, sisters, mother, children, farms, for my name's sake, will receive many times as much and will inherit the kingdom. And I want to go back to that one part. It says, you shall also sit upon the 12 thrones, judging the 12 tribes of Israel. So actually what God showed me is that, because we think when he's talking about that, the 12, judging the 12 tribes of Israel, we think he's talking about in the book of Revelation in the last day when all of a sudden, and then they get to judge well, in the book of Revelation, we get caught up and there is, we are Israel. But he's talking about now, in their, in their time, when, I, when he leaves, he will give them, he will give them the, a judgment, which is the word of God over... And what did they do after Jesus left? They, after he came back and then he left again, they went out into the 12 tribes of Israel and they preached the word of God, bringing salvation. And that was the judgment that Israel faced at that time. So he was prophesying what they were going to do after the, cro after the cross in their, in their own life, not in the life after this, in their life after that, because they went to every part of Israel to preach the word of God, to bring salvation, to cast out demons, to bring judgment on principalities, to bring life to those who were poor. So there were... On this earth, given up, given 12 thrones to judge the 12 tribes of Israel. And they did it. And they bring the word. And when they bring the word, people were being judged by God right then. If they didn't receive it, they were, they were shifted to this side. And if those who received it were shifted onto the remnant. And God is trying to give us, if we follow him, the, uh, 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 a throne. And, and he said we're kings and priests. And, and he's giving us... The, the, by, the, by the word of God, judgment over these lands, over, this, over, the 12, over the continents of the world, and we're called to do that even in this day, if we follow him. He said, if you follow me in the regeneration, and what did they have to do to be able to do that, to, to, bring, to, to sit on their throne and bring judgment to Israel? They had to follow him in the regeneration. And I want to ask you, are you following him he has been regenerated. He is now here in spirit. Are you following him? You will give it, be given a staff over the nations. And then sometimes we get, we're, fo we're following him and we get stuck. Why? Because we want to know the details. We want to know more. Just like that one song said, if, if, if Moses, did Moses really know about that God was going to deliver him? Did, did uh, uh, what's her name know that... Um, that what's his name? Know that Joseph was really that Mary was really truthful, and that the Holy Spirit put that baby in there, and it wasn't a man. 
Did all these people know what they were getting into? But they just said, Lord, I will follow you. And they didn't know what was going to happen. They didn't know if what he said was going to happen. They just followed him because he came in them in spirit and that he's give, he gave them faith. And the problem is when we want to know the results so bad, it torments us. We want to know results of what's going to happen. Okay, God, you're telling me to do this, but what about this? What's going to happen now? And then that torments you. And then you, because you need to control the situation, you need to come out of your rest with the Lord and you need to try to do something because I, I, I can't take it. I don't know what's going to happen. I need to know what's going to happen. I need to make sure this happens. I need to make sure that doesn't happen. I need to make sure more of this happens. And then you do things in the flesh and you get away from him. And that's when you start coming towards the devil's side of things. That's what the devil wants you to do. That's how he lures you to him is by doing things in your own strength, following, saying you're following the Lord, but really trying to do everything in your own striving. So that's why we need to do what he was telling us to do despite what, it, what may be the outcome, despite what may be the result, despite what people will say, and just be happy with the fact that he's leading us to do it and we're following him. And that's where our peace needs to be is in following him and in completing our tasks as he leads. And he that taketh not his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. So you say you're worthy because you have faith in Jesus. But if, yeah, your faith is good. And you say, well, I'm worthy because my heart is pure. Yeah, that's good. Those who have a pure heart will see God. But are you taking the action, not in the flesh, but are you taking the action in your heart and your spirit to follow the, your, the inward man, the Holy Ghost, and let him lead you that you would complete your destiny, that you would come to the end game? I'm not saying that those who struggled or whatever, because it says that there will be two people that get saved. There'll be the one that, that build the house by the Lord and that, that fought. That basically what it's saying is, is base their faith off of following Jesus, of doing things his way. And they will be saved. And also there will be people that are saved that their works are burned by fire. That even though they didn't satisfy the full calling, they had a pure heart. They were going after God, but they struggled with it. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't quite heed to God, but they, they wanted God. And there's, 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 so there's two types of people that may have salvation. But how God judges things is up to God. Who's, who, who goes on the last day uh, to the throne room? And he says, you, you, you can go and you can go and you can't go. That's up to him. If we say, oh, that he's, he's, he's definitely saying this, to the, that's where we get off. And we say that, and then we start coming to this thing where, okay, you have to walk like this. But our, that we have to go by what we've been given, the word that we've been given from heaven. We can't worry about, okay, if I, if I slide a little bit, if I try to do a little, little less of this, will he still let me in heaven? No, it's, that's not the heart he's looking for. But the pure-hearted will see God, so that's, his judgment is up to him. But we have to worry about following him now. We can't worry about if we're going to struggle, if he'll still let us in. We need to worry about just, just, just doing what he's saying to do. Take if not his cross and follow after me is not worthy. That's Matthew 10, 38. So it's not, you're not worthy of me if you can't follow me. How many churches... Believe that. If you're not worth, if you're not can't follow him, you're not worthy of him. So if they're not, if they're out there, they're not, and he said that many times. He said, if you can't forsake, if you can't follow me, if you can't give your life as a living sacrifice, you're not worthy of me. I'm not saying, okay, that means you're you're a bastard child and you're going to hell. I'm just saying you're not worthy to have what I have. 
Because to have what I have is, requires you to do what I, what I want you to do. And if you can't do what I want you to do instead of what you want to do, then sorry, you can't, you're not worthy of the kingdom now. What's going to happen in the afterlife? Who knows? But I'm just saying right now, Jesus is saying you're not worthy of what he has right now if you can't follow him. This is the message every church should be preaching because this is what it's all about. It's following Jesus. Not being a follower of Jesus, but actually following him. What is he, what does truth say? And what is he telling you to do? Those are the two things. And if you don't follow in those two ways, then you're not really following him. You can't do one without the other. You can't follow him in truth and then, or, or just follow him in spirit. You have to follow him in both ways. You have to, because if you, if you can't receive his word, then how are you knowing him in spirit? And if you know him, and really, if you know him in spirit, how can you not be receiving his truth? So really, there's no way to be on one side or the other. You can't just follow him in truth because that's, then you're not really living, for, you're not living in the truth. You're living in lies. And you can't really just worship him in spirit. That's, that's impossible. Because if you, were, if you were with him in spirit, he's speaking his word to you, to your heart, and there's no way you can deny it if you really are following him in spirit. So those things go together and you, that you can't be in one thing. So it's either you're a liar or you're really following him in spirit and truth. There's no person that's just following him in spirit or, or they just have a lot of spirit. They have no truth or they just have truth or they have... No, they might not even be a... They might be a goat. They might... They, or, or maybe they're an error or maybe they're just growing. There's someone... Spec it depends on the person, but you cannot have one without the other. And if you do have one without the other, you will fall off and daddy will have to put you in the woodshed to bring you back and to give you to the devil so that your spirit can be saved in the last day because it's either all or nothing. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples, also he said unto them, whomever will come after me. So I'm talking to you on YouTube. I'm talking to you right here in Hot House of Truth. You want to come after him? Well, this is what he's saying. And this is Mark 8.34. Whomever... Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. This is just a shadow of the other scripture I just said. Take up his cross and follow me. So it wasn't just follow me. It was deny yourself, take up your cross. So what, what does that have to do with following? Because when you go follow him, it's, your flesh is going to war against it. Your flesh is not going to want to do what he's requiring you to do. So he's saying, yes, follow me. But before you do so, you need to put yourself on that cross because every time I tell you to do something, your flesh is going to tighten up. Your flesh is going to want to war against it because the, the flesh and the spirit are against each other. They are enemies. So you need to put that enemy that's inside of you, which is called self, and put him on the cross so you can rightly follow me. Let him deny himself. Pick up his cross. This is the gospel. This is... This is what basically, this scripture right here is what you can say is basically the gospel is all about. And if you're not following him, you're not living the gospel. Even so, faith, if it have no works, is dead being alone. So if, there, if people are, and that's James 2.17, I'm only quoting this because people go on scripture and say, what, you didn't even say the scripture, what's up with that? You got to do it, whatever. Less persecution, right? Even so, faith will have no work. So, okay, so yeah, you, you say, I'm holding on to my faith till the end. I, I'm just going to believe in Jesus until the end. But if you're not, you have no works, that shows you really don't have real faith because the Bible talks about false faith. So there is a faith out there where you, 
Yes, it's faith, but it's not faith in, in really, in, really in Him. Many people are calling their faith Jesus, but not many people are really having faith in Jesus because to have faith in Jesus is to know Jesus. And, if, and, and, to know, and when you know Jesus, you're going to follow Him because He's going to say, come after me. And if you can't follow Him, you won't be able to know Him anymore. And, he, and it talks about how God will darken Himself to some people because they, can, they won't pay the cost. So you don't have works, you don't have faith. You don't have works, you're not following him. And when we follow him, we produce works. That's the only way we can produce works because if we produce works without him, then it's called dead works because anything our flesh produces is, is dead works because it doesn't have any life on it, doesn't have any power on it. Even if it says God on it, it's powerless. And everything we do when we follow him is powerful because he's doing it, not you're doing it, but it's a working together, but he's flowing through you to do it. And this is the fruit that we're called to produce, not fruit, love, yeah, love, joy. There's many people that have love and joy in the world, but it's not, it doesn't have the essence and the virtue of God in it. So we need our love. We need all the fruit that we claim to have to actually have the virtue of God in it, to actually have the, the anointing in it. And when it's an anointed, it's appointed. And if it's appointed, it's, it is it is fruit. That's fruit. It, you want to know what fruit is summed up in a sentence? Fruit is the hand of God in your life. And when the hand of God is in your life, you have fruit. Anything you, when, when you do something and the hand of God in it, that's called fruit. I don't judge fruit by somebody that's always joyous. No, it's fruit because I know in the spirit that what they're doing is from God. That's fruit. And everybody thinks the fruit is is a character, is this that you do, is that that you do. But no, it's when, the, it's when those who are born again can discern something in their life is coming from God, that's fruit. Or just because you have a gift doesn't mean it's fruit. It may be a gift that you're operating and it's producing something, but it's not producing the fruit that's rooted in heaven. See, people are producing fruits, but it's not the question if you're actually producing fruit. The question is, are, is the fruit that you're producing coming from the roots of heaven? Is it coming from the roots of the throne room? So yeah, this so-and-so produces fruit and this so-and-so produces fruit, but which one is producing fruit from God? That's the fruit that the Bible is talking about. It's not fruit in general. It's talking about fruit from, from Him. And if it's not from Him, really, it's, it may be colorful, it may be a red apple, it may be purple grapes, it may be green grapes, whatever, but if behind it is not real, it's not God, because God is the only thing that's really real, and God is the only thing that has power on it, only thing that has life on it. And many people are growing fruits from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and they're growing fruits from the tree of life. That's the fruits that I want in my life and that you should want in your life too, is fruits from the tree of life, and Jesus is the tree of life, and you can only produce those, tree, those fruits of life if you're, in the, if you're rooted in the tree of life, which is Him Himself. So I want to know your fruits. I want to know my fruits by the Spirit. I want to see the anointing on it. Those are fruits. Now, Hebrews 13, 20 through 21. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd. You heard that many times. And you want to be a good sheep? Well, you got to follow the shepherd. The best sheep are the ones that follow the shepherd the best. The ones that are the sheep that are rebellious are the ones that are always, he has to go chase off while he leaves the 99 back. You want to be the best sheep? Then follow the shepherd. You got to just follow him diligently, 
Now when he goes over here, okay, he's going over there for a second. He's not going too far, so let me just drift off here for a second, and then I'll come back. No, it's following him all the way through until the, until the end, as you're enduring till the end. The best sheep follow the shepherd. The great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant. Through the blood, I just told you right there what I, what I was telling you earlier. Through the blood of the covenant. So the main purpose of the blood was so that we can follow him. So that we can be his sheep. Because the blood didn't just make, allow us to follow him, but the blood actually made us, helped us be born again. Helped us be washed and then renewed and then rejuvenated. So that we can be with him and we can actually be able to touch the glory that he has for us and follow it. But it wasn't just, okay, now we're renewed, reju rejuvenated, we're, we're, we're in. We're, we're in. That's, that's, I got, I'm sealed for life. But you're sealed for life to follow the Lamb of God for life. That's what you're called to do is follow the Lamb forever. What do you think you're going to be doing in heaven? You think it's going to be, oh, let's go skiing in the land of skiing. Let's go to the land of the Bahamas that God created. No, it's going to be following, it's going to be living with Him Doing what we're still going to be doing the same thing, but in greater glory. So okay, now some people they hear that and they're like, "Well, wait, well, I don't know if I want to be with God. Then if that's what heaven's going to be like, and I got to do what He says, still, then I don't know. Well, then you don't love Him, and the God that you were you were living for is fake, and your 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 false was your faith your faith was false. If you if you can't take that that the fact that you're going to be with God forever and it's not going to be oh because I hear all these people I'm not even going to say names. But they're like, oh yeah, in heaven, there's like, they claim to have gone to heaven. There's, like, there's a place you can go skiing and you can, you can just go to Hawaii and you can go to anywhere you want and this stuff. Okay, but really the main part of the thing, heaven is, and eternal life is all about him. So it's not, a, so people get so misfocused and they, all of a sudden, they start getting so happy about their faith. Not really because of the one they have faith in, but because of the things or that they're being promised. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to go skiing? We can bowl in heaven? We can, we can, we can uh, do, other, you know, do our flesh, whatever, whatever we want? Oh, yeah, I like, I'm liking this religion. I think I'm going to stick with God now. I can, go, I, can go, I can go snowboarding and not even get hurt? Yeah, whatever. Okay, if that happened, but that's not even the, the main point. So people get excited about these stupid things, and it's all just a distraction. These guys giving their testimonies about heaven... But it's all just the enemy. And then they're not even getting, they're, they're so focused on those stupid imaginations that they can't even give their life and get serious. And that's why the church is sleeping because they're so imaginative about the things these false prophets have made them imagine and they're off course. They're, they're, they're becoming lone rangers. They're becoming disannulled. They're becoming, they're becoming uh, shooting stars. And then they get crazy, just as, the, as crazy as the person that priested to them. Even, here we go. Uh, now I'm going to get to the part that I like. <clears throat> even after the cross, and this is just me speaking, I wrote down. Even after the cross, even the Holy Spirit was released to all those who believe. Jesus says, follow me. And yet Jesus knew what he when he said that. Then that he, was, that he was going to be departing from earth, yet he still said, follow me. So, where's, I thought I had that scripture. Let me see. Okay, John 13, 36. So mind you, 
This is after Jesus went, went to the cross, after he's been resurrected, and then he came back when they were, what, are they, what were they doing? They went fishing. They were like, well, okay, now what do we do? We've done it. We followed Jesus. That's what they thought. Jesus was just talking about those three years he was here. Follow him and we're good. I guess we're good. Let's go fishing now. And that's what the church is doing. They're like, oh, Jesus is, okay, okay uh, that's it. That's all I'm going to do. Now let's go fishing like they did the disciples. Let's just go do what we want. And that's exactly what the disciples did. And it's funny how it's a shadow of what's happening now with the church. They think, oh, I'm sealed. I'm good. And that's probably what the disciples were thinking. Well, that's it. Now we have eternal life. But then Jesus comes and he says, and they weren't even catching fish. And then he says, throw the boat, throw the fish there. And, it, and, and then they bring, up, they bring the fish up or throw the net there. And, he, and they bring the fish up. And it was just a shadow of when they hearken to his voice, there's going to be fruit. And then they came to the land. And what happens? They came to land. And this is about Jesus about to part, depart from heaven. And this is what he still tells them. He goes into saying, feed my sheep. And then after, then he says this, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Jesus answered, where I go, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. You see that? So where's this stupid thing about, oh, well, that, that following thing was just for them, the disciples before the cross. Now we're sealed. We're good. Now we can just live and we're, that's it. But he said, you will follow me later after he was departing for good. He didn't really depart for good because now he's come back in spirit. But people missed that. And it says, and it's saying that right there in the word, but you will follow me later. I got some, I got a few more here that are like that. John 21, 8, 19. This, he, this spake he, signifying by what death he, he should glor, glorify God. He's talking to um, Peter about, his, about the death that he, he's prophesying about the, the death of his life. And then he said, then it said, And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, What was the last thing he told Peter? Follow me. What are you talking about, Lord? You're going back to, I thought you were going up there. You won't, follow, you, you won't be able to follow me now where I'm going, but you will follow me. The Holy Spirit's going to be released and you will follow me. This was the main point of everything. This is the main point of the gospel. It's to follow him. And then we don't follow him. And what did that one scripture say? That we, if we don't, that it said that those who, if any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there also shall it be. No, that's the wrong one. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the Lord. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. Never. Not even for a bit. So what's, what is our main thing? If, okay, we're walking in darkness. Now, we're in a, now we have problems. What is the problem? It's you. You're not following Jesus. You're not following the spirit that he released to you. And you're missing the essential of the faith. And you're missing the fact that that your first love was in following him and just, and just going where he's going. And that's where everybody gets problems. That's why everybody's psyched out. And I've talked to some people recently over Facebook, and they're just like, I'm just so confused listening to this place and that place and that place. And you're so confused because you're just trying to grab on to something that will deliver you, but your deliverance is in following him. And many people just know him by the word, but if you don't know him by the spirit, you can't follow him. And, you, and if you can't follow him, you're missing the whole essential of your faith, the main point of your faith, 
which is following him. Amen. So if you know him in word, then, and you think that's it. And that's why they, they take every scripture and they turn it to think that, okay, as long as, and they, and they make it this thing, like they make, they make, they take the New Testament and make it the law all over again. Okay, well, Paul didn't do that, so I can't do that. Okay, well, this, it says this, don't do that, do this, don't do that, do this. But when you're following him, you don't even have to be conscious of good or evil because when you're following him, you know that everything he's taking you through is holy, is righteous, and it's just, and you don't have to worry about good or... That was the whole point of the, the tree of good or evil is because when they lived, they had to... The tree of good or evil bring this under them, this mentality that they had to do this and not do this and do that. And th but when you're following him in the spirit, you're not even conscious because when we were, they were in the tree of life, they weren't even conscious of what is good and what is bad. They just did what... They just followed the lamb. They just followed the tree of life. They just ate from there. And they just knew that God was holy. And everything he did was holy. So if you just follow him, you just do everything. That he, you know that there's nothing to worry about. And then you're, not, you're starting, wait, I have, what's going on? I haven't even been convicted in a while. Am I, are you sure, God? Am I not? Am I, you know, sometimes I ask myself, I'm like, I just pray. I'm like, God, am I, I'm not in a delusion, right? I'm not being, there's no, what's going on? I, I want to have conviction still. But then you start not even really having to be convicted that much because you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing and you're not even worrying because sometimes we're, we have things to do that God is requiring us to do and then we strive so much and we're like, oh my God, I gotta... Uh. But we, we don't have to frantic when we just follow Him because He already knows the task that He's ordered you to do because He's the one that ordered you to do it and when you follow Him, it'll be completed in His timing. And, but the main problem, like I've said before, is that we are worried about the result. We're worried about what's going to come out of it. We're worried about, are we going to be able to do this? Are we going to be able to do that? But if we just, this is our rest, is worrying about following him now. Not worrying about what tomorrow is going to bring, because that is the death of you, is when it says, and even Jesus said, don't worry about what you shall eat, what you shall drink tomorrow. Worry about now. Worry about me now. Worry about following me. Worry about holding on to the hem of my garment because everything, your food, your, 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 your shelter, everything in the flesh and everything in the spirit is already being provided. But just follow me. And if it's not provided and there's, 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 there's no fruit, it's because you stopped following me. Because you stopped. That is your place of rest is following him. And if we don't make this the whole point of the God, the whole thing about the gospel of following him, we're robbing ourselves because he's living right now in us. And if we're not following that living thing in us, we're missing the whole point of what God even, why God even created the earth, why God even created you, why God is even God, why everything is everything it is. It, everything is God did everything the way it is because he wants to be one with you. He wants to be next to you. He wants you to be next to him. He wants to have his children on his lap. He wants to be, uh, he wants to adopt them again. This is the whole point is, 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 is children that are searching for their father and a father that's searching for his children. And in that is everything that God is, is, has, is, has done it for and everything God is doing everything for. Amen. Yeah, have... John 15, 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask of my Father in my name, he may give it to you. You should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. 
What did it say? You're, that's what you're ordained to do. This is what we've been ordained to do. This is why he called us in the first place. This is why you're here sitting in these seats. This is why you are a Christian is to bear fruit and fruit that will remain. You want to know a, a telltale sign of false fruit? A telltale sign of false fruit is when it doesn't remain. But when you bear fruit from God, it remains and it can't, and it can't be shaken because it's rooted and it's grounded on a firm foundation. But you cannot... You cannot have fruit from God and fruit that remains without following Him. You can't do it. Because He's the, he, God Himself is the root in your life. And the power that He releases is, is the fruit in your life. And if you're not abiding in the root, and just like the Bible says, if you're not abiding in the vine, you will not bear the fruit. So we have to abide in Him we have to follow him and following him is abiding in him and abiding in him is following him. And when we do that, fruit comes naturally. It comes organically. Power is released in your life. There's nothing to strive for anymore. And as you're doing what he says, whatever it looks like, and that's another thing is because of what he's telling us to do of what it looks like is crazy, but we need to just be happy and, what, and, and just following what he's telling us to do and the fact that he's telling us to do it. It's a privilege to be able to follow and do what he's saying to do already. So why do you have to know more than that? And then when you do what he says, tells you to do, there's joy after it because whatever he tells you to do is going to produce fruit. Whether it looks bad, whether it looks hard, whether it looks crazy, it's going to produce fruit and fruit that remains. And if we're not striving for fruit that remains, we're just striving for a religious to be a religious, just like a Pharisee, because Pharisees were just for looks. And that couldn't last because when the winds and waves took them, when they got caught in adultery, what happened then? Their, their, their whole titles messed up. When they got caught doing that, when they got caught stealing, when they got caught being the real them, what happened? Then all the masks can come off, all the cloaks can come off. But when you're not, but when you're actually in Him, there's no cloaks to be ha hidden because there's nothing to, ha to have on you because there's nothing to be hidden. Matthew 19.28 And Jesus said to them, Truly I tell you, at the renewal of all things, when the Son of Man sits on His glorious throne, you ready for this? When the Son of Man sits on His glorious throne on the day, on the, on the reckoning day, on the judgment day, you who have followed me, you who have followed me will also sit with me. You who have followed me. On the glory, on, uh, you who have followed me will be with me. You who have followed me will, will be crowned, will have the great reward. You will have eternal life. This whole thing, everything you want, everything you want, everything you're desiring, it's all about following him. You want, you want, you want, you want the inheritance, you want what did they what did what did it take for them to get to the promised land? To follow him. What did it take for basically everybody in, in, in the Old Testament to really get to their promised land in a sense, what did it take? For, it took for them to follow him. When, when, when uh, what's his name? 
uh, uh, Cain and Abel. Abel was just following the orders of God, and he was blessed, even though he got killed for it, because we're, he, we're called to be persecuted. But Cain's problem was he would, didn't want to. He just had a problem with the orders that God gave him. And then the Israelites. What, what was their problem for some of them? And what was their downfall? Because they couldn't follow God because it was ridiculous in their eyes. Because of what it was costing them. What are, we, what are you doing, God? We had, all, we had fruits, we had lemons, we had all this stuff in, in, in Egypt, and now we have nothing. We're in a desert, and now you're going to bring this manna that you've given us. I'm tired of it, this chicken. And, and that was their problem. That's why half of them didn't even make it, and they ended up dying in the wilderness because they couldn't follow him. Or quail, that's what I mean. Yeah, and quail was meat. Quail, male, quail meat's the same thing. Right? <laughs> and, what was, and what happened with Moses? God got mad at him. Follow me, right? The, the, the oracles of God said, hit the rock once. Yes. He hit the rock twice. And the anger of the Lord shook Moses' heart. Why? Because he couldn't follow him. He couldn't follow his voice. He couldn't just do simply what he's saying because, well, God, I don't see any water. What's going on? Maybe I got to hit it again. And that what happened when he did that? He started going on his own. He started going on his own path and strength. When he just, maybe it took another, another if he just waited another two seconds, it would have happened. But he had to, and that's what we do. That's our temptation. That goes back to the other message, the temptation of Hagar, because we get so tempted just like Abraham did to, to birth something that God says He's going to do it, but we need to do it in our time. We need to do it now. We need to make it happen now. But God says, you need to wait until I'm ready because I'm building this house and you can't have the second floor of the foundation if you haven't built the first floor and, if you, and you can't have that baby, Abraham, until I set other things in place. But no, He had to go get someone that wasn't even His wife, Hagar, and He was tempted and He went into Hagar and He gave uh, what's uh, the, 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 his wife, a, a baby that wasn't even hers. And what did that, that baby ended up being, even though God said they were blessed, that baby ha had to go in the wilderness and had to be taken away. And Isaac, yeah, Ishmael, and Isaac was blessed over Ishmael. So that's what, not, when we're creating Ishmael's in our life because we can't just simply follow him. And we, and we worry about everything else around it. But when we just make that our, our decree in our heart, I'm just going to follow you and I don't care what it looks like. And when we follow him, there is a continual rejuvenation of faith because when we're following him and when we're abiding in him, he is the, the root of faith. He himself is the root of faith. And when he's injecting in us as we're doing what we're doing because his anointing is coming into our life, there's being faith is continually moving in our life. Some people, like it says, talks about the great falling away of the faith. Some people run out of faith because they've come out of him. And when we come out of Him, we, we, our faith fails. Because why? Our faith has no source. It says that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by what? The Word of God. And if, and if we're not continually following and hearkening to His voice, we're not following and continuing to hearken to the Word of God. And when we're not doing that, because the Word of God has life on it, we can't have life in us. Life is continual, the, 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 the river of life is a continual stream and it's not just one day I got in the river of life and now I have life forever. You have to stay in the stream until the end. 
You have to stay in the river of life until the end. And then, but and, and why? It, because and then you you everybody knows in this room. Everybody in YouTube has had a day where they they want to give up their faith. Has had a has had a temptation. Has had a, a breaking point. But it's because you came out of the river of life. You need to stay in that river of life, and your faith will not fail because it is the source of your faith. And if you don't have the source of your faith, how can you continue to produce that faith? Faith is not a light thing. Faith only comes from that, that life-giving water. And we thank you, Father, Lord, for this day, Lord, that we get to hear the oracles of God because there's no, not many places that are giving the real word of God, that are breaking down the gospel, that are breaking away all the false gospels. But we came here, Lord, we're here at Hot House of Truth. We're doing what you're doing in Brazil. We're doing what you're doing in other nations because we're simply following you. Even though we may not know what Brazil is going to look like. Even though we don't know what Nokomis is going to look like. Even though we don't know what each other is going to really look like in the end, we're just following you. And whatever has happened, whether it's good or bad, whatever happens in the end, we'll find out. But Lord, we know that we only did it and whatever we did in the Spirit is because we followed you. And it doesn't matter if we, we, we gave our life to someone, we put our life to give, them, to give them everything that the kingdom has and they failed us because we just did it because we were following him. And sometimes God leads us to, to follow him and then he brings us to a place where something's not producing. But maybe he was, give, he was having you give your life to a person so that in the last day, they wouldn't, have any they, they wouldn't have any blame and say, God, well, you never gave me anybody that would give me the word. You never gave me anybody that would give me the uncompromised truth. You never, you never, well, God, and God is leading you to do, to even try to feed the dead things, but you're doing it in the spirit, not to feed the dead things so that you can, you're trying to resurrect something in your own flesh, but sometimes God's giving you to feed the dead things so that they have no blame in the last day. So that they can't say, I never met anybody of truth because they met you. And then you're getting witchcraft because you're like, oh man, well, I went all that time trying to give my life to help a goat. And they ended up being a goat. But maybe, what if, what if in the last day, that's, that's for them in the last day. And what, or what if it's for five years later when they come and repent? What if every seed that you sowed came, comes later and brings life, it brings, it brings uh, uh, rivers of living water out of it? What if they come back? What if they change? Some of those words that you spoke are still in their, in their ear. have been bothering them in their ear for five years and it's the only thing keeping them alive. But there's a, there's a fine line there because some people we're feeding and we're trying to help that are dead because we're trying to do it. But there's some people that we're doing in the spirit with him because we know there's God's doing something later with them. It may not be for right now. So we need to... So as if, when we're satisfied with just doing, following Him, then we don't worry about the fruit that's produced out of it because we know we just did, we did everything. What's, what's there to do? We did everything. Moses was looking around. He could have said, instead of complaining, he could have went, because he started getting a little frustrated. Well, these people, man, they, they're getting so frustrated and they, they give it, they're practically going to give up their faith. Well, maybe if Moses would have saw the end result, and just, just been happy with following God at that moment, he would have known in 40 years they were going to get to the promised land. And it wasn't only going to be the people now, it was actually going to be more faithful people. 
the faithful people that ended up conquering lands and walking around the walls of Jericho and conquering it. And Father, right now we, we seal this word, God. And we say that we're going to follow you until the end, God. This is how we will endure till the end, God. This is how we will be able to, to complete our destiny. You want to complete your destiny? You want to fulfill the will of God? You want to deny yourself? You want to do everything right? In, in God's eyes, you want to be pleasing before Him? Then follow Him. And I'll just read that last scripture and then we'll close. And Jesus said to them, and Jesus is saying the hot house of truth today. Truly I tell you at the renewal of all things when the Son of Man sits on His glorious throne, you who have followed Me will, have, will sit on the throne with Me. And today in hot house of truth, we, will, we, we vow ourselves to follow Him. Whatever we do, we will do nothing but follow you, God. You have given us your spirit, and that spirit is you. It's not another person. It's not a separate person. It's you. And you gave us your spirit so that we can live for you in a deeper way because there's a deeper way that we live for you in the spirit than in the flesh. The disciples couldn't live. It says that we are, we are greater than John the Baptist because we can live for Jesus in a deeper way because now he's in us. The disciples had him... Before, Christ, before the cross, they had him on the outside and they can only just watch him. But now we can take part in the same works that he did and greater. Because that same man that did those works and, and preached those words is now in us. And now we can do the same exact thing because we follow him. And God, right now, let's play the uh, next song. And God, right now, Lord, we just ask you for an, an anointing. Lord, we, we say we want to come back to our first love. We want to come back to the place of following you simply again, to that simple place where we're not worried about just, okay, we did this, we did that, we're showing up to church. No, I'm following him. I'm following the land and I'm happy with it because everywhere he tells me to go and everything he tells me to say, everything he has me do, everything he's telling my heart, I'm just happy because he's, he's even doing that because I can actually experience and encounter and continue to experience and encounter the, the creator of the universe. How many can say that? Lord, we bless this thing right now. In Jesus' mighty name.